this morning from the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. This is the word of life. Barry Fugit was published in the December 13th issue of the Tulsa World. He began writing about a lunch he had had recently with a good friend of his, but he said the fellow was a bit dour, a little bit down. He said as they were talking, he confessed why. He said, well, you know, I've turned 65 years of age. And Barry thought about that a minute. He'd known this fellow for a long while. He said, wait a minute. You're not 65, you're 69. And the guy kind of sheepishly shrugged like, well, I just can't quite face it. I'm saying 65. He was having trouble dealing with the passage of time. He just wasn't quite ready to be that old. It seemed too old to him. And Barry writes that it got him thinking about time he's a horticulturalist and grows trees and he says you know trees often oak trees pecan trees they grow well past the century mark he tells of driving home to where he grew up down in the south and he says as he was driving home he began to remember a project he was involved in when he was 12 years old an older gentleman in the community had invited him to help him plant 50 pecan trees He says they were just little bitty, but planting 50 took a long time. He says as he was driving home, he began to wonder if any of those trees might still be alive. Did any of them make it? He said he determined that when he got back to his hometown, he was going to drive by the property. So when he finally arrived, he did. He said to his great surprise, the grand old white house that had been on the property when he was a boy was nowhere to be seen it was completely gone oh but the trees all the trees were still there they were still alive five rows of ten trees still standing majestic magnificent specimens of pecan trees filling out this property and making it a grand orchard he said he was so taken by it all that he stopped his car and got out and just marveled 
at the beauty and the wonder and the grandeur of the orchard. But he said before he got back in his car, it struck him that the trees had outlived the old man who wanted to plant them. And the trees were going to outlive him. And in fact, the trees were probably going to outlive his children and his grandchildren. He said it gave him a different perspective on time. In our reading today, John gives us a different perspective on time. Oh, the other Gospels take us way back some 2,000 years and tell us about Mary and Joseph and John the Baptist. But John, John has a much larger framework in mind. He wants to take us back to the beginning of time. Did you hear how he started that? In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. John paints a much bigger portrait of this work of God. He gives us a whole different view, a cosmic view, if you will, of all time. He wants us to consider what God is doing in this act of creation. But further, he is saying that not only did this God who create, but that same impulse, that same energy, that same force that was the creator of the whole universe has acted again in this one he's calling the Word, that he's acted again in the person of Jesus. Now, this Greek word that's translated in our Bibles as the word is a little hard to translate. In Greek, word is logos. Some translations just leave it like that. Most of them don't. They render it word, logos. It comes from the same root word as logic or logo, words that you know. It roughly means reason or mind or representation john has experienced this god of creation working through one he has known and he wants us to realize how magnificent it is that this is something from beyond our physical existence that is breaking in to our very real existence that this god of the universe has acted and is coming to us in this word so if we think about jesus as a divine word then john is saying through jesus we experience a self-expression or self-revelation of god that from beyond our senses god has acted and is coming to us and has been coming to us forever the way John writes it is this. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. John wants us to understand that in this person of Jesus, there is more going on than what we might see. That in fact, God is offering us life and life abundant, and life eternal, and that this one is going to illuminate, bring light to our existence about who we are and who God is, and therefore what our relationship can be with this God of the universe who loves us and 
cares for us and is involved in our lives. John goes on to say, and this life and light are strong enough that darkness did not overcome it. That darkness will not overcome it. And yet, I'm working on this sermon this week, and every time I listen to the news, it's about darkness. There is violence breaking out everywhere we turn. I thought of all the different reports I've heard in the last month of the violence of terrorism, sometimes striking just a small group of people, but sometimes targeting a whole community or sometimes the whole country in the siege of the hands of those or forces of darkness or bringing death and destruction to those all around them. During this Advent season, we begin to prepare to receive the light. And John reminds us, though, that sometimes it feels like the darkness might prevail. But this passage declares that this violence, this darkness will not prevail. Oh, it strikes on different levels as well in our community sometimes. We experience violence where one person's attacking another. Sometimes a man's attacking another man or a man's attacking a woman. But anytime someone in our communities are beaten or battered or murdered, it's a sense of darkness, isn't it? Whether we know them or not. It can happen across racial lines, across community lines, across citizenship lines. And yet sometimes it erupts within our own groups, within our own families. But I think of all the other kinds of darkness that sometimes descend upon our families. We, we're preparing for Christmas, and I think of all the family gatherings that will happen. And yet it, this can happen in any family where different family members have begun to fight for one reason or another. And we begin to think, will they gather with the family this year? And if they come, will it be better or will it be worse? Will healing happen in this great season of love or will more damage and destruction occur when they come together? Or I think about families who have a family member who has deteriorating health and they wonder, is this the year that they will no longer be able to physically join us? And the awareness of the holiday kind of increases the heartache because it makes us more aware of their condition that's kind of gnawing at us and we want to help we want to make a difference and yet sometimes in the face of physical maladies we we feel so helpless it feels like darkness is hovering around us or i think about families who've lost one to death and this will be the first holiday without them if we have lost a sibling or a parent or a child and our pain is still there the hole in our heart maybe no one else can see but we can still feel it and it's so difficult when all the people and all the culture around us seem to be ascending and 
things are exciting and we're ready to celebrate and yet that one that we have known and loved is not by our side for this Christmas. I think particularly about our African-American brothers and sisters whose communities are in travail over losing some young men. But I think particularly of those mothers and fathers and those families who won't have that one with them this year. But this passage declares that this violence, this darkness will not prevail. This passage declares that God wants life and light to prevail. And not only that God wants it, but that God has acted. Indeed, the one who acted before in the beginning to create the heavens and earth has acted again and yet is not coming as an overpowering force but is coming as a spiritual force a vulnerable suffering compassionate love is being born into the world reverend stott talked about it in his prayer sometimes god's love is born in a way differently than what we expect but john wants us to remember what god has done and in verse 6 he says there was a man sent from god whose name was john he came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him he himself was not the light but he came to testify to the light the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. In just a few days, many of us will gather back in this very sanctuary, but we'll be seated in darkness. And then I'll move down, and there'll be a large white candle in the center of the altar. We call the Christ candle, and we'll light one candle from it, and then light another, then light another, and then light another, until this whole room is illuminated with light as we symbolically celebrate the coming of the light and we pray that not only do we celebrate it in this place but that it permeates our hearts so it moves us out into a dark and hurting world that needs us to testify to the light the gospel writer john says that John the Baptist was sent from God to testify to the light. We could say there was a man sent from God, or we could say there was a woman sent from God. We could say there's an older one sent from God, or we could say there's a younger one sent from God. We could say there's a black one sent from God, or we could say there's a white one sent from God. Choose your category. Friends, we are sent by God to testify to the light. As I was working on the sermon this week, I remember that old story about Robert Louis Stevenson. He was sick as a child. He was often bedfast. As I recalled the story, his mother walked into his room on a cold winter night and was surprised to see that he was not in bed, but he was peering out the window. He seemed to just be mesmerized by something going on outside and she said what are you what are you doing and he replied i am watching a man poke holes in the darkness i am watching a man poke holes in the darkness 
for it was in a time where there were still lamp lighters. And here came the man down the street lighting one lamp and then moving along and lighting another and lighting another and lighting another. And indeed, he was poking holes in the darkness. It could be our mission statement as Christians that we are to be ones who are poking holes in the darkness. That as we live in a dark world, that we're to move around poking holes in that darkness and being ones who testify to the light. John reminds us we are not the light. John the Baptist was not the light. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. You and I could be like John the Baptist. We're ones who testify to the light. But John goes on. He does not leave us there, just sending us out. He has more for us in verse 12 and 13. Right after he talks about John being the one, he says, But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power. He gave power to become children of God. That is good news for you and me. That as God sends us out, God makes His power available through this Word, through this One who's coming, through this light that's coming. We're empowered to be born of God, to be children of God. It is the power of spiritual rebirth that John wants to talk about. And he says, it's offered to you, and it's offered to you, and it's offered to you. This power of light is coming into our world. And as you receive it and believe in it, you are empowered to be a child of God, to be born of God. It's offered to any and all who would receive him and believe in him and be followers of his. They will be empowered to be children of God despite any darkness that might be circling around you in this Advent and Christmas season, John reminds us to all, to all who receive Him and believe in Him, He gave power to become children of God. All during this Advent season, we've been using this theme about I believe. And I've been reminding you of this anonymous poem that was scratched in the wall at Auschwitz, a concentration camp. I put it in your outline. It was said, I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. I believe in love even when I don't feel it. I believe in God even when He is silent. But John is saying on this Sunday, Oh, God is not silent. Oh no, the Word was in the beginning, and that Word that was in the beginning that helped create all things is coming to you now. That self-communication of God, that self-revelation of God is coming into the world and is available to you. It is the Word of God that was in the beginning. It's bringing light to all the people. It's offering life to any and all who would receive it. It's a word that will lift up all people above and beyond the darkness. It is a word of love and joy and peace and hope that is all bundled up in this gospel proclamation that the God who created is still creating and is still at work through this one whose birth we prepare 
to celebrate. Oh, John wants us to have a much bigger time horizon. John wants us to think in much bigger terms of who God is and what God is doing and what is happening in this word and this Jesus that's going to be born. Did you notice as I read through those verses that five times John uses the word all or everyone. He wants to emphasize that this is not just for those who first hear it, but it's for all the people, for everyone who would hear or anyone we could reach. This is a word of hope and peace and love. This light is being offered to them. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. May it be so in us and through us this very day. Amen. Thanks be to God.